What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. We got a good one for you today, like my man Steve Harvey done say. I think I should do a mustache at some point to get my Steve Harvey on. Show me Akash sing. Akash is on this week on Whiskey Ginge. Uh, funny dude. Very funny dude. Watch a special right now. Uh, bring back Apu. It is on the YouTube. Million and a half views right now. Keep it growing. Keep it going. Also, thank you guys so much for watching the show, listening to the show, however you're consuming the show. Like it, subscribe, share it, and also, you know, hit the notification bell. It pushes us around the internet uh, when you share it, and when you comment, uh, it helps the algorithm, as we say. I'm on tour, andrewsantino.com, andrewsantino.com. We've added some new dates. We're adding more dates. Bobby and I are going to be doing Bad Friends in Moon Tower in Austin, then the next night, I'm doing Dallas. We're going to announce that. Uh, this week, I think we just did. Uh, so I'm doing Dallas, Austin, Hawaii. I'm going to Hawaii. I'm doing Irvine, March 18th and 19th. I'll be in Irvine, Southern California. Let's go. Uh, and then I'm also, uh, doing Las Vegas, Las Vegas at the end of March, the 26th, uh, Vegas. Come on out. AndrewSantino.com for the tickets. AndrewSantino.com for the tickets. I love you. I appreciate you. Enough rambling from your boy. Let's go to the episode. In here, we pour whiskey, whiskey. Whisk, whisk, whisk. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are oh, hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it once again today. It is the first time. It's the, this is the, uh, hopefully inaugural, we'll do this all the time, uh, the birth of one of my new favorite brown people, <laughs> Akash Singh. What's up, dude? Hey, thank you, buddy. Thank you for coming. I'm I appreciate it, man. one of the few that's not in the industry. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right, so dude. we're going to have fun, real we're fun. We're going to have a little bit of fun. Real fun. A little bit of fun. We can't cost you your career, but I don't give a fuck nah, about mine. it's fine, dude. <laughs> Bail on it, baby. And we're not having anything to drink today. You don't drink, yeah? I don't drink at all. Never have? I have drank. I've never been drunk. I drank like two or three times in my life. Never been drunk. Been buzzed. <sighs> really? Yeah. I From grew what? Up, I grew up around a couple alcoholics, but oh, I. Oh, well, there it is. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I just, I remember I had two shots of Jack. I've been buzzed off like a couple of glasses of wine as a kid, like when I was 15. Yeah. And then when I was in college, I had two shots of Jack back to back and I got buzzed off of that pretty nice. And then. That was it. Yeah. And I went a little nuts. Not like whatever, but I was definitely, I saw what kind of drunk I would be and it would have been awful. Yeah. So obnoxious. Well, what did you, could you want to talk about the alcoholics around you or no? You don't want to, you don't have to, if you don't want you to. No, I have to. I just grew up in a, like, I, you know, I had some family members that were really struggling and it was like, well, I don't, and I know I have a, like when I'm fixated on some shit, I am fixated on it. When I'm obsessed, I'm obsessed. Right. You'll go so, for it. Yeah. So I was like, that's probably in me, that gene. So let's just not. Do you have any other supplemental addictions? Like, do you, do you addict to other stuff? Food. I love food, bro. You're skinny, bro. Uh, I'm skinny fat. Are you a skinny fat guy? I'm a skinny fat guy. I think you said that in your special and I didn't understand it because I was like, you're not, like, like, do you think I, I look kind of normal size? You look great. But I'm 205 pounds, man. I don't know what that means. I'm a big boy. Okay. I'm 205 pounds. Oh, you'd go You're by, a Chicago guy, right? Yeah, Chicago. Y'all be eating. Y'all got the best food. I love your Yeah, we your do. City. That's what happened. I was, I was gone for a month. I spent, my grandma died. I spent some time at home. Then I went to New York and, dude, I, I just, New York too. New York, you eat. There's so much bullshit that you can eat that's just so not good for you. Yeah. It's just too easy. Yeah. You can go get a nice dinner and go get a walk. good meal. Chicago, you're just fucking. It's too cold. You're it's Ubering too cold everywhere. to walk. Yeah. yeah, we take we 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 take the cab or we get into an Uber now. You can't walk in the winter, but in the summer, 
I'm gonna go walk real walk. I, I want to. I'm in, there in June. I'm so excited. What are you playing in June? Zanies. Is the Old Town or sure. Schaumburg? I, I think. I Is it know. downtown? Downtown, I think. Because there's, there's two. There's, I think I might be doing both. I know I'm doing downtown. Because Old Town, uh, the Old Zanies is on Wells. That's an old town. Yeah. Which I, as a kid, when I was growing up, was not too far from there. Yeah. And uh, I never do. It's so funny. People are like, oh, you're a Chicago guy. I didn't grow up in Chicago playing, doing comedy. I started out here. Yeah. I grew up too. in comedy out I here. I started here. For like a year and a half. Yeah, I moved then from you, Dallas yeah, to here. Yeah, a year, then, but that's not enough. Yeah. You took off. No, this place sucked. <laughs> this place sucked. <laughs> no. Dude, come on, man. No, they just told me, black veterans in particular would say, you did this backward. You go to New York to get good in LA to get famous. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I, I want to be good before I'm famous, so let's go. Well, that's, I mean, that's uh, for me, it was, I just, you know, I wasn't going to stay in Chicago, so I needed to go somewhere where I would sink or swim. You know how good of an actor you are? Thanks, you book man. roles as a white dude, heterosexual. Look at me. I just, I just told you, I just booked a new role. You said heterosexual? You, yeah. As far as you know. Well, Stay I mean, after hours. You, Stay after the show. <laughs> see what happens. You see play a heterosexual. Yeah. You know what's so funny? I played a, this has been circling around the internet now for, they, re, they redid the show How I Met Your Father, and yeah. I was in the original remake of that. Right, right, right. And I, was a, and I was a gay dude. Yeah. And it's so funny to think they could never do that. I would, ne dude. They would be lit up if they cast me oh, today. Oh, because you're a straight. Yeah, are you kidding me? They would have gotten. They would. They would have caught so much shit. My my boyfriend on the show uh, is gay, mm -hmm. and him and I are really close in real life. Drew Tar great dude, phenomenal actor. He's got a show called The Other Two. If you have you ever never have you ever seen that? No. Oh, bro, it's so Buddy, good. If you're not on a show, I'm not watching it. Really? All right, done. Watch this only is me. Us. My wife and I love that. Oh, you show. watch that? That's and funny. then you were on it. And then I, I was like, this guy's in everything. Yeah, I am And then uh, Dave, and I was, my wife and I love that show, and then you're mm. fucking great on that show. Thank you, man. Uh, yo. If I'm not on it, you're not going to watch it. I'm not watching it. I like that. It's not a good show. But I couldn't get cast as a gay guy today. There's no chance. I mean, dude, they would be, which is so hypocritical, because they're like, you know, only gay dudes could play a gay dude, but, I, but you, they booked me for that because I did a good job in the audition. Mm -hmm. So why couldn't I? But couldn't you? Eric Stone Street is gay on Modern Family. I don't He's think he would gay. get cast today. That Dude. show got booked 10 years ago. Yeah. I don't think that show, if you made that show today, no way are you putting two, I mean, yeah. one, sorry, one straight guy in it. Yeah, There's yeah, no yeah. way, I, I don't buy it. Yeah. I don't buy it. You know, I, I feel a little bit of conservative in you and I love it. <laughs> I fucking love it. I love it, dude. Yeah, I grew man. up in Texas, man. This is what I know and I Bring love. out your flag, boy. I fucking love, will you call me boy? I got a little heart. <laughs> Reminded me of home. I got what a little What is it, nostalgic. Dallas, right? Dal Dallas, yeah. Plano. Well, I grew up in Plano, then I moved to Frisco. How did I know Plano? Why did I know that? Indian? There's only Indians in Plano. Now. Yeah. When I was growing up, there was a few. And then when I moved to Frisco, now even more Indian than Plano. Back then, I was one Indian and one Pakistani. That was it in the whole school. Did you guys beef? No, nah, I, was, I was so happy to have someone brown. It was the only dude. I love this fucking kid. <laughs> no Samana, black dudes, though. So it was cool. just white dudes? No, nah, there was a Mexicans, few black dudes, but mainly Mexicans and white dudes, right. and a pocket of black dudes, and then just two brown people. Two That's brown it. dudes. Yeah. And was he cool? He was, yeah, super sweet guy. I mean, Stay he's up with nerdy him now or me, no? We, I think he came to my show in Dallas when I went. We, we connect a little bit here and there. And what's he up to? He's a fucking engineer. He's in Pakistani shit. He's yeah. doing engineer or some dork. Have shit. you ever seen that clip uh, of the little kids talking about what they want to do for the future of, of Pakistan? Yes. It's the fun, yes. dude. It's my the wife quotes it all the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's a pilot. Great. He's a pilot. <laughs> dude, it makes me laugh. I die. Whenever I see that, dude, whenever I want like a little boost. Yeah. If people at home have never seen this, you have to look this up. It's basically like, I think it's, it's almost like a, 
elementary school, right? They got to be that young. Yeah. And they're talking about what they're going to do for the future of, of Pakistan, like yeah. the, what the youth is going to do, their yeah. jobs, their hopes, their 100%. dreams. And she's, the mic is so hot. She's screaming, and so are they. Yeah. So you can barely make it out sometimes, right. which is why the internet, it caught fire. Yeah. The internet loves that kind of shit. Yes. But, but the one guy, some, sometimes they'll mumble so much they won't say anything, and then she'll go, okay, great. Yeah. It won't even matter. <laughs> it won't My even wife, matter. We'll, she'll fit it into everything. Like if I'm running late, she'll be like, he's running late, great. great. She does it all the time. <laughs> so she good. loves it, dude. It's so good. I think that I'll be pilot, and I'll help everyone. Pilot. Yeah, he's a pilot, great. When I will grow up, I will be an army and save Pakistan and destroy India. Strong army, wow, great! I will open as much educational institution as possible and I'm proud to be a Pakistani! The next generation of Pakistan is going to make Pakistan literacy 100%. Yeah. Am I allowed to do uh, an accent? I don't. Care. I know you, know you what's don't. weird? Only Indians can offend me. <laughs> Only brown people can offend me. Because yeah. I don't, I feel like I'm confident in my ethnicity. So if you're right. secure in that, you can't say anything that's really going to bother me. Well, right? people, well, here's the thing. is like, people don't, people don't like, I grew up, uh, uh, when we moved to the suburbs, I grew up next to an Indian family. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to mention their name, but people that like, I love, I love these people. They were so cool. And I became good friends with their son. And he just saw me in Chicago. It was wild to see them. And like, you know, I would do the accent because I was learning it from listening yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as a kid, I grew up doing it. And people would, because the, the white dude that does it, typical white dudes do like, it's so you know. Bad. That's my issue. They do it's, blah, 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 yeah. it's like really, yeah. you know, it's the, thank you, come yeah. again. I'll get a little like, I, I get a little like annoyed if it's bad. If it's but really if bad. it's good, I love yeah. it. It's so funny. Mine is really good. Sometimes I'm able to jump in and jump out of it. That's not bad. It's not good. It's not. It's all right, man. It's, it's that was good. That yeah. right. That sentence right but there. I, I caught little, it. I have to do the head. Yeah. If I get if I'm if I'm around it a little bit more, I'll start to get into it a little bit more with him. Yeah. But it's also like there's no malice behind it. No. You know Raj Singh? Do you know Raj? Raj no. Sharma. I mean Raj, Raj Sharma. Sharma. Yeah, 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 yeah. Raj used to make me do it all the time. He's Texas. He's Dallas. He's I Dallas. Think. Yeah, I knew him. He used to make me do it all the time. And it was so funny because uh, he would never he he loved it and was yeah. never offended by it. Yeah. But now, if I if I'm do if I do that publicly, I get clipped. I get clipped. If I did it as a bit on a thing, you know, what we got to do. We got to huh? make America great again, dude. <laughs> <laughs> got to make America great again, dude. You bring your hat. You bring your red hat. <laughs> I don't have one. Let's but buy you a red like hat. I feel like you got one somewhere. You know, I and got I two want of you them, to, dude. Hey, hey, don't do it sarcastically. Listen, boy, put that shit on, bro. <laughs> put that shit on. <laughs> The only conservative part of me is uh, uh, in Chicago. I'm against, you know, gay marriage. Gay marriage. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> nah, I think the only conservative part of me would be uh, money. I'm fiscally conservative as It's fuck, money stuff, dude. yeah. Take everything but my money. Have all the rights. Let me keep my money. Here's the thing. I'm down to give some of my money away to some stuff. For sure. I want to give my money away. Yeah, you I want to take away. my money and yeah. keep it for your dumb shit. Well, dude, stop living in New York and stop living in California. Right. We're doing it I, wrong. I try to move Schultz to Florida so hard. Let's go. When we went down there, I, I didn't want to go initially. I saw you time in Miami, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went for four months, and I didn't want to go initially. And then when we were down there, I was like, dude, why the fuck are we going back? Live here. So you're making real money. Yeah. He's making real money. No state income tax, my friend. Yeah. But then sales tax and all the other stuff tends to be a little bit higher. Well, who gives a shit? To supplement for That's it. That's fair. If I buy something, I pay tax on it. That's how I feel. If I buy, I'd rather do that. 
I do like giving my money away. I do like to be charitable. That is kind of the liberal part of me, but I don't like it that they decide how much of my money they take. No. And you have no decision on what to do with it. Disgusting. That that fucks me up. If I got a big podcast deal, I would try to I would force him to move it? to Puerto Rico. Yeah. Not even Texas, Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah, go somewhere. Monaco, like yeah. we're doing something. Get my ass to Central America. Yes, yes. Yeah, where I can live. Have you ever been down there by the way? Never. All the money in the I'm Costa Rica, all the money you have, you'd be a billionaire down there. You live like you live like three kings. It's fucking nuts. Dude, we rented a house on the beach. Yeah. For what it would have cost to like rent a rent a house here anywhere in any beach in the United States. Costa here. Rica's safe, right? Safe-ish. 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 It is. You shouldn't be caught in the wrong parts. Yeah. Why would I? I'm yeah, not but poor. Mm, yeah, I mean. You know why? Because there's fun in the wrong parts. Oh, okay. You gotcha, go to the wrong gotcha. parts, you're looking for some fun. Gotcha. But it is safe-ish. I mean, I just think, you know, you can kind of tell that parts get a little tough, and I think they know that we don't. They're like, you guys shouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we look like up. marks. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah dude. Yeah. Tag them. Yeah. Tag them. Yeah. Yeah, they know better. Yeah. Have you traveled the world, by the way? I travel a little bit, but not. Where do you crazy. know? Where do you know? Where do you go? I've been to Europe a decent amount. I haven't done South America, Africa. Obviously, I go to India. I've been four or five times. I'm trying to go again. You got family there? Over. Yeah, I got a good amount of family there. I think I want to go to India. It's great. I think I want to go. Yeah, it's rough, but it's great. Yeah, I mean, that's it's what not rough say. like dangerous. It's rough like you can't drink the water, you can't eat. When I go, my wife is good about this. She's like, don't eat uh, raw vegetables. Don't eat anything that could be washed in tap water. Mm. Don't eat dairy. Don't eat. And then I don't get sick because I listen. What do you eat then? Hot food only. Got to be fresh. Got to be cooked. And then you got to be, you can eat meat, but again, it's got to be fresh and See, hot. I'd and be, I'd be a vegetarian while I was there, 100%, or vegan or whatever. Yeah. I wouldn't eat meat while I was over there. I wouldn't oh, eat I, meat anywhere, uh, like most places outside of, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, white, just white, white spots. Yeah, give me white spots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, some of the best meat I ever had was in Central America. I mean, they're the best cooks by far. Some of the best, not even close. But it's also because like seasoning and yeah, and they'll try different kinds of meat. We're pretty bland with our meat. We're pretty regular, you know. Like, yeah. I, like I think if you're overseas and you happen to eat a dog, okay, if it's cooked right. You're in. Are you going to say anything when you come home? I, well, I couldn't. I have a dog. You have a dog? Yeah. I can't, do. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's over there. What kind of dog you got? Big no. ass dog, I No, bet. no, dude. You know what's funny? We have a little dog. We got a little dog that a friend of a friend uh, got for us. She found, she found her with mm -hmm. these other puppies at this dude that makes furniture in downtown LA. And the, the, the mom, mama dog had the puppies and then left, which means she's going to die. Uh, they say that the, if the mother gives birth and she disappears, it means that she knows she's going to die, doesn't want to die in front of the puppies. Oh, wow. Because apparently their survival is higher when she leaves them. Oh, wow. But if she dies near them, they're more prone to yes. death. Wow. Kind of crazy. Yeah. But so anyway, we got to run the litter. But she's, she's tiny. She's like 15, 17 pounds. She's small. Yeah. Little, little fucking furball. Yeah. What do you got? Maltese poodle, six pounds. Oh, oh my God. Tiny that's like, fuck. that's way it's tiny. Right here. Yeah, happy. yeah, that's real tiny. Love them. You do? Yeah. What's, it, what's the dog's name? Happy. Happy? Yeah. My okay. wife got him. Real, real deep on the name calling, huh? Yeah. Real, real surface. Yeah. Well, I wanted he makes a name. Me happy? I want a name that was Indian and a good dog name. Ah. And happy either. My wife is Punjabi. That's like a common Punjabi name. So I was like, done. H-A-P-I? H-A-P-P-Y. I mean, you could do H-A-P-P-I, but we just went happy. You went so that's, that's a common name? It's more like a house name. Like you have like a family name. Yeah. And you'll see or hear that more, but definitely, yeah. Lucky, happy. All these Punjabi names cross over. Sunny. <laughs> 
So Sunny, I think I've heard. Yeah. But Lucky and Happy? I have a Lucky Uncle from, he's not my actual relative, but one of my family friends, Lucky Uncle, yeah. Wow, bro. Yeah. That is, I mean, that's terrible in a weird way. For some, <laughs> I, don't, what, I mean, if your life is shit, you're fucked. Yeah. You're like, Lucky, huh? Yeah. That's kind of like, uh, like my, 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 my father's name was Richard, but Rich. Yeah. Oh, that's tough. But Rich is like well, tough. Dick, dude. It's Dick. Dick, but rich is tough because when you don't, when you're not rich, it's oh, rough. Oh, right, right, right. You know right, what I mean? There was right. nothing rich, rich in here, maybe. Yeah, but not monetarily at all. I don't want like if I ever have a kid, I don't ever want to give him a name that can mis be misconstrued like that into someone using it against you. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, you I don't want that. You want kids? Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, I want you. Kids, yeah, oh, yeah. You guys kids. gunning for it? I'm gunning for more than she is. Even she doesn't want them. She wants them, but like I want, I've been wanting them. I've like wanted kids since. How old are like, you now? I'm 37. Right. It's to, for you. It's time. And I mean, I've weirdly always been like, dude, I can't wait to be a father. God, man, you look so much younger than me. It's sad. It makes me feel sad. How old are you? 38. No, you look great, dude. Dude, you look wet. Come on. I've always looked 40. When I was 10, I looked 40. <laughs> now I'm about to be 40, and I'm finally gonna maybe look my age. Nah, dude, you look great. You look w so young. Is your I just wife don't younger have than testosterone. you? Yeah, she's 28. We gotta get you some tea. Yeah, oh, you gotta yeah. steal some from some of those athletes. Yeah, those college talking to Rogan, athletes. dude. I tried to do steroids. They got seized at the border. <laughs> For real? Thing. You got yeah. jacked away. Anavar, dude, got, got seized at the Where border. Where were you, in Mexico? No, somebody was shipping them to me, mm. and they got seized at the border. Damn. Fucked me up, dude. I was ready. I was on it because I was getting married in a few weeks. I was like, wedding diet, let's go. You wanted to just get fucking yoked. I just wanted yoked. to get shredded. No, I was supposed to help you get shredded. Right. And I was like, no more skinny fat. Now just lean. Legit. But it didn't happen. Were you an athlete when you were a kid? No, I was always a fat kid, but I looked like I'd be not athletic at all. And I was, you'd be like, oh, this kid's actually like coordinated and he's decent. So you were the opposite. It looked bad, but it was Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. What was your sport? What would you do? What'd basketball. You Only basketball. Uh, I played tennis and I actually played tennis for the team when I was like a senior or junior or something like that. In high really? School. Yeah. You just yeah. jumped on? Yeah. Last year of high school, you're I like, I'll just jump on. on. Yeah, I was just trying to get, you was, know. Was there anybody who was good on the squad? There was a couple of good people. And yeah. I, they busted my ass, but I did all right. I held my own. You did? Yeah. It's so funny because you look like you're, you were thin your whole life. When you Not say at all. Dude, my brother, I mean, God bless him. He's lost 100 pounds. But he really struggled with weight. Obviously, he'd lose 100 fat pounds. Badass. He was yeah. badass. <laughs> yeah. What's his name? <laughs> I don't say it now. Yeah. But I'm proud of him. You know who you are, pounds. fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing you lost the weight, chubby, oh, chunky boy. bitch. But if yeah. you do this, it makes them want to keep losing the weight, you see? <laughs> yeah, Put down you. the candy, fatty. Yeah, I mean, he's already lost 100 pounds, bro. You know 100 I mean? pounds more. Let's go. <laughs> Is he tall? He's 5'11". If I got his height, dude, I'd have been fucking be, yeah, thrilled. Yeah, We'd Unstoppable. Still, what are you? How tall are you? Five seven. It's all right. How tall is your wife? Five one. Oh my. Okay. Yeah, we tiny people. You knew heels yeah. was. You know, you were like, I'm fine as long as yeah. I can beat her. In she heels. can have her five inch heels, and I'm still good. <laughs> I can barely make it. Squeak by. <laughs> I thought about this. So, does she want kids though? What did you say? You she did, she like, legit you said, said no. to me this weekend. I'm really excited about having a son, which is weird. She never said she wanted a son. She was like, I want one daughter, and that's it. I think if we have one kid, she's going to be like, let's have a sec. I know her. I feel like most people that say they want to get one, they want another one. Yeah. I feel like I might be cool with one. Nah, dude. Only children are weird. Are you an only child? Well, I mean, no. No, but yes, but no. Like, I'm the only from my parents. Yeah. And then my sister's from my mom, my stepdad. Yeah. But the gap is huge. Oh. It's like eight or nine, eight, almost nine years. I was done with college by the time she got to high school. But that almost works better. My brother and I were five years, and that's weird. Eight or nine years, it's almost like a parent thing. Well, it's too far. Yeah. 
You either want to be pretty close or, or really, really far, far away. Yeah. yeah, it's true. I was done with college, and she was just getting into high school, and it was like, you know. But but then it took us a long time to, like, create a relationship. Mm. You know, like, then we be, we became friends as adults. Yeah. Because before that, it was too hard. It was just the gap was ridiculous. Yeah. Once she got out of college and started living her own life, I think it started to kind of, like, bond us a little bit closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the first time she visited me, we got stoned together. Uh, out here when she first visited my old apartment in West Hollywood years ago, it was just wild because I like saw her like a peer, like a buddy. Yeah. But before that, it was always my. She's still my little sister. Yeah. But before that, it was like, you can't smoke pot in my she's house. Thirty, old bitch. I know, dude. It's <laughs> it's wild. You call my brother a fat ass. Your sister an old bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Rather be an old bitch than a fat ass. <laughs> Are you guys close? Yeah, we're close. It's like a complicated thing because we love each other a lot, but then we get mad at each other a lot. He's a brother, so you know what Where's I mean? Where's he at? He's in Dallas still. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing financial planning. Or, yeah, Is yeah. he your financial planner? No. You don't want to employ your own brother? I'm, he don't believe in the shit I be doing. I'm putting a lot of money into crypto, and he's like, this is Oh, crazy. you're cryptoed out. I'm, I'm a How crypto How much is a lot cowboy. of money? Be real with me. I mean, multiple six figures. All of it's in crypto? Not all of it. Holy shit. I got a good amount in there. We're talking like a couple hundred grand. Or- I'm like, I bought a hardware crypto wallet because I was like, I can't have this online. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Are you up to like $300,000? Oh my God, bro. What are you doing? What am I not doing? You know, I guess, it, I guess it's might be, it might be the move. It might be the move. I just believe in it. And I just trust my gut. I'd be having these gut instincts. And that's the one. And I got to listen to them. I didn't listen to it on Facebook. I didn't really have any money. But Tesla at like, 300 when it crashed after the pandemic i had six thousand dollars and i was like let me put this in tesla and then i kept waiting for the price to go down and down and then it didn't and that six thousand would legit be worth like a hundred thousand dollars now shoulda woulda i know i put a little bit of money in crypto and i got clipped buddy keep it just keep it there don't worry about it i don't also look at the thing every day i don't either you can't i don't i looked at it one time six months later and i was like (laughs) holy fucking shit (laughs) i don't really care i'm not gonna i I will say i'm not gonna start buying nfts no thanks. You do I'll, that? I'll, I will. I Come haven't figured on, that dude. out at all. The eight, four, I want to sell NFTs, dog. I just, re- I think real art. You don't art- think this would be an NFT? Yeah, but this is real. We talk- I've talked about this. Literally, someone said the same conversation about this is real tangible art. That's why this to me has value because I know I can, someone can put it up in their home. Yeah, no, but an NFT, somebody's going to put in their metaverse home. Fuck that, dude. Get a, yeah, no, no. That shit is gay to you, huh? It's ridiculous. What, like, what, what do you mean? You didn't buy a house online. You didn't. You SimCityed? You didn't buy a house online. I don't understand why people are paying for these things. Like, shouldn't the metaverse just be some shit that you get for free? You get all of it free? Like, I don't have to pay to live next to Snoop. I should just be next to Snoop. Yeah, but Snoop wants that money. Snoop yeah. doesn't want you living next to him real life or digital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here, dude. He doesn't want either of that shit. Now, I just think, I, I understand the world and, and why it matters. Yeah. Uh, because it's new. It's, it's The new frontier of the internet is never going to stop trying shit. But I just have a huge fear of the government getting there. I mean, if you can't pay taxes with it, they're going to clip you. Mm. They're never going to let it grow and become real until they can profit from it. They're going to profit from crypto. Yeah, but then what does that mean for you and all your investments? And what do they... What do they... I could tax out my ass, but I'm going to make money. We'll see. I hope so. You let me on your boat when it all works out. If it all works out, I'm going to get you a boat. Our generation will be dead before it all works I'm out. I'm going to get you a I boat can. in the metaverse. You and I <laughs> are going to be me putting on goggles, <laughs> fucking sailing the fake Mediterranean. Akash got me a meta yacht. <laughs> We're not playing anymore, dude. 78-footer, bro. Sailing the meta-Baltic Sea. <laughs> Just me as one of the, <laughs> but the graphics are still real bad. You know, they're like 16-bit and shit. 
Nah, um, let me talk. Let me ta- let me say this before I forget to talk about it. Uh, you are look. You're you're in town doing shows. You're also uh, promoting this special that's out right now, which is uh, I'm so stoked to help someone that's doing it the new school way, which is just on your own. You just put it out on YouTube, yeah. and you got one. I don't know. It's like a million and a half or something like yeah, that. I don't even know. Three one point four now. I think that's wild. We got a million in a week, which is crazy, dude. Good for you, dude, and, and good for you so for going much. solo. Thank you, man. Yeah, I just, I mean, I basically just followed Andrew to be honest. Uh, yeah, Schultz, but, but he's like, not the first one to do that. You know what I mean? Like people have been throwing stuff out there. I can't give Andrew any credit. We're not going to do it on this show at all. Uh, I have to fuck him. <laughs> fuck Andrew Schultz. <laughs> no, it was a good. No, his the model was incredible, and yeah. I'm glad that people are following it, and a lot of people are doing it now. It's when is a, yours coming out? I don't know. You know, someone just asked me about it. I don't know. I kind of, this hour that I've been doing, I'm so, I like, it was a little bit from before the pandemic, a little bit after, you know what I mean? It yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. Uh, so I don't know what to do with it. I might just throw it out there. I mean, Tim Dillon, um, Stefano, a bunch of yeah. those guys, I think are going to independently release. I don't know how it's going to be out there, mm-hmm. but they're going to independently release it. Yeah. And I think that's the move. You know, I wish I had the fan base that Louie did and I could put it on a website and make people pay for it. Yeah. But I can't. That's so hard to do. Hey, but also, you're just, you're, we're trying to, like, I, if you're selling theaters out because of a special, you made the money that you would have made from Netflix or whatever. Sure. Yeah. No, that's, I just, there is the piece of me that wants to, like, I don't know, make, if I'm going to do another one, I've, I want to make it, I don't know. I really don't, I can't put my finger on I would love to put it. one on, like, I'm not, like, I'll never do Netflix, but I was like, I know Netflix is not talking to me right now, so let me just. Get my shit to the people the way I want to do it. Yeah, give it to them. And then, yeah, I know my the stuff I'm saying is not like something the industry thinks will sell. So I'll just put it out myself and I'll sell it and then let's go. You did two. It was two different spots, right? I did three different three so, different oh, three cities. spots. All three cities spots. where I've lived was the idea, but it was like it it wasn't worth explaining in the special. No. So it was New York, New York Comedy Club, Stress Factory, New Jersey, and then Houston, where my parents currently live. Oh, that's great. So yeah, so I go visit. What was them. it in Houston at the at the Secret Group? What is that? I don't know what that is. It's like a it's like a comedy club run by comics. So oh, great. they gave me a night. And they said, "Have we'll put together two shows. You sell whatever you can sell." We sold them out. It was great. And then like my guy Kevin, this big big white motherfucker, Kevin Marcus Jr. He shoots all my stuff. He like brought lights in a fog machine and like he it looks so sexy. That's great. Oh, it looks better than both the clubs before it. It was just yeah. Crazy. Look, w- go watch online. Twenty eight minutes. Twenty nine. Twenty minutes? twenty minutes. Okay. We well, had I it think to it was twenty. Half. We had it to twenty five. Yeah, and then Schultz the day before I was gonna bring it out, he he was like, "Yo, I'm free from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Come, I'll try to help you figure out like how to cut fat stuff." And then he cut so much shit out of it for one bit, and then we started watching it. And he stayed from 12 p.m. to 4 a.m. The guy stayed with us for 16 hours mm. and was like very intensely like cut there, cut there, cut there. And then when we saw how that bit moved, how it was so much faster, we were like, "Yo, we got to do this for the whole thing." So then we spent the next three nights, like, nonstop, just cutting every second of fat we could cut off. And then it came out two days later when it was supposed to, but we got it 20 minutes tight. Wow. Fuck yeah. Andrew Schultz, man. I'll say it again. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> In here, we pour whiskey. Hey, it's hard to imagine, but spring has almost sprung upon your booty. And your lawn is probably looking whack from the winter. And I got to tell you... Uh, as someone who's out there taking care of his own lawn, all right? I'm not Richie Rich. I'm not out there paying somebody. I'm in the dirt getting my hands dirty. Uh, if you're worried about all the chemicals that you're using to keep your lawn looking its best, traditional lawn care lays down 90 million pounds of pesticides every single year. Sunday is the brand I'm here to talk to you about. They are different. They're on a mission to help change how people take care of their, their yards. 
Uh, Sunday is different. You don't have to choose between having a beautiful yard and keeping your family out of harm's way. If you got a pup, if you got a little pup do like I got, you don't want chemicals all over your lawn. They got custom plans that include fertilizer and everything you need to easily care for your lawn with ingredients like like seaweed, iron, and molasses. <laughs> you can feel good with kids and pets being around. Sunday can help you grow a beautiful lawn without the guesswork or the nasty chemicals, my friend. It's important to keep your lawn nice and healthy. Trust me, as someone that's got a crib recently, I found out you got to do a lot of work. It's a little overwhelming, and uh, Sunday's here to help. All you have to do is visit get getsunday.com, put in your address, and their lawn analysis tool does the rest. Then they use soil and climate data to create a personal nutrient plan delivered to your door just when you need it. This stuff really works. Sunday is offering our listeners 20% off. 20% off. Full season plans start at just $129, and you can get 20% off at checkout when you visit getsunday.com slash whiskey20. That's getsunday.com slash whiskey20. That's 20% off your custom plan. Get some Sunday in ya. Hey, today's show is brought to you by Huel. Uh, Huel is actually pretty impressive. I got to be honest with you, off the jump, I thought this was just, just another nutritional bag filled with protein stuff. And I got to tell you, very tasty. I was very surprised. Uh, they are nutritionally complete foods. Every Huel meal contains the 27 essential vitamins and minerals, protein, and healthy fats. None of those unhealthy fats and fiber you need in one single meal. And right now, I am loving the mac and cheese. I got to tell you, the mac and cheese is pretty good. You'd be blown away. I didn't think, dude. You see the mac and cheese in the bag and you think, this ain't Kraft. This ain't what mama made. Uh, but it is really, really good. And their mac and cheese tops the list. Uh, nutrients your body needs. 27 essential vitamins and minerals and only 400 calories per serving. 400. And an average day old fatty patty over here sometimes is scarfing down 6,000. So pretty good. It's got 25 grams of plant-based protein. Uh, you're getting more protein than four eggs and all the vitamin C of an orange and a calcium that's in a yogurt and more potassium that's in a nanner. And uh, it's really good in that uh, Huel Mac and Shiz. You got to try it out. Uh, they've made this super healthy stuff, but it's fast food almost in the, in the way that it's on the go. It's easy. Uh, it's a, they got a whole range of meals that are perfectly balanced with all the nutrition and nutrients that your beautiful body needs. Uh, it's very easy to work it into your routine. It keeps you happier and healthier. And it's simple. I like it on the go. I'm partnering with Huel to give all my listeners a free t-shirt, a free on-the-go pot, and free shipping with your first order. Go to Huel.com slash whiskey. Huel.com slash whiskey to take advantage of this offer. Supporting my sponsors helps me make this show for you kids. So show Huel some love. Claim your free t-shirt and free on-the-go pot. And free shipping with your first order at Huel.com slash whiskey. Huel.com slash whiskey. Ginger. I like gingers. I love him, man. You know what? He, he's got a good brain. And it, what he did was so smart, right online. Yeah. And I'm glad that it worked. You know, but I kind of knew it was going to work. It was strange. I mean, he told me that you were going to do that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's so funny that that's kind of, it is the new norm right now of how to just get that shit out there. Yeah. Because people want it. So just give it to them. And then you're going to, in any fashion, you're going to garner a new audience of people that have never heard of you that got, got shared online. Yeah. And you hope that they come around and buy tickets. The real thing that I think fans know or need to know is that the, we, we just want you to come see us live. Yes. That, like all this is kind of a culmination of like, please see me live. Yeah. You know, like I, I've quoted this before, but like Leno had an interview in a ma magazine and they were like, why don't you put out a special like all your friends of your generation? He's like, I just love live. Come see me live. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to cement anything right now. And I loved that about him because it was like, yeah, go see him. Go yeah. fucking buy a ticket. Yeah. I get that people love specials. They want to watch them at home. 
But like, come see me, man. Fucking, this is this is the thing we really want mm-hmm. is for you to come see me do the thing. Yeah. Every comic, we're all selfish assholes. Watch me do the dance. Well, this is where I'm a selfish asshole. I love the idea of a special because it lives forever. Yeah. And I can walk away being like, I did that. You guys have that. That's. I mean, that and is I'm wonderful. That. But you need. You want them to see you but do it. At the end it. of the day, I need you. Because nobody. No one is as good on a special as they are alive. No. No one. I don't no. care who it is. Right. Louis, you, you know, Burr. The best of the best, still better live. Yeah. By far. Chappelle yeah. is, I mean, I love Dave, but I think him live is something a special could never captured. What the, ca- what the special captured was how his brain worked. Yeah. But watching him live was just, I don't know. It's something about that, and I wish that can be conveyed, but that's why I say you like what they do. If you like his special... Go buy a fucking ticket and watch him. That's yeah. that's that's how I feel about yeah, it. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know? That's what but it is want. good, man, and it's very and it's very racist. Yeah, you, you sing that KKK song to begin the, the special. I love that whistling Dixie open. That's your song. That's my thing. That's, that's my your thing. That's <laughs> who I am. At the you end, you came of the day. in on the General Lee car. Fucking crashed into the stage. What's up, brownies? It is so funny. I I've said this before, but. We always do that, that the Southern accent's always like the, the racist, like, yeah. oh, yeah, dude, I fuck, yeah. you know, I fuck my sister or whatever. Yeah. But, like, there's way more dumb-sounding accents in the United States. Jersey. Jersey? Sound like retarded people. Yeah, fucking, dude, I love Boston. All of it. I love Boston. Yeah. But Boston people sound- Fucking. So dumb. Fucking retarded. Yeah, dude, I fuck my fucking sister, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, that's more I fuck my sister than- That's a great bit, dude. That's, that's a great bit. It's true, though. It's more- it's I fuck like, my fucking sister. That's my right. fucking sister. It just sounds more than when we always go to, like, because my dad is from the South. My, yeah. my stepdad's from the South. So, like- What part? I would go down- North Carolina. Uh, and I go down yeah. there and I was like, these are the sweetest, nicest yeah, fucking best. I mean, of I course, not everyone everywhere is good. Yeah. But I was always like, why do these people get ragged? Like they're the dumb cousin fucker. I, that bothered me. I used who's to say the, this. Who's the dumb cousin fuckers of India, by the way? Who gets ragged the hardest? Where I'm from. Yupi. Re- really? Bihar and Yupi are the two states. They're probably they're like, you guys get shit on the most. I, I think so. I think so. What's I mean, brown trash to white trash? What do they call it? What would they call? They don't see it that way. Like my family is from like a high caste. Even even though the caste system is abolished, it like still exists mentally. It's around. So they're like, nah, we're the best. And I'm like, we're really not though. Like we're really not. Who's the, who's the, who's the top dog? The bit. So the South Indians, the Christians in Kerala, they, I mean, they're obviously dumb because they converted, but uh, they look at themselves. They have a hundred percent literacy rate in one state called Kerala. And so they're, you know, they're probably, my uncle told me one time, he said, if you go to South India, it's like the Northern part of America. It's like, you know, a lot more evolved, a lot more progressive. And then if you go to North India, where we're from, it's like Darfur. That's a a very funny turn. (laughs) That is good. Yeah. I didn't see it. He's dude. He's so funny. He's the reason I'm a comic. He was a doctor. So I tried to be a doctor because of him. Because he's like my, my second father. Uh, but then he was such a contrarian mm. and he was so funny when I finally realized what he was doing, which is disagreeing with you and then finding out a way to justify it all the time. Yeah. I was like, yo, this is the funniest guy I've ever met. And I legitimately was, that's part of like my, that informed my humor so much. That's where your, that's where your contrarian your style or sense from. of humor comes yeah. from, you think? Yeah. And I've always wow. been annoyed by the loudest voice around me. So now that it's all like white male privilege, I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? Mm-hmm. White women are awful. <laughs> they're there to hate and we're just acting like they're with us no they're not yeah white men are the best dude yes we are <laughs> <laughs> but that's why in my special i open with i don't believe in white male privilege like yeah. that's like we're going we're not doing this fucking and somebody shit and somebody snapped on the bit i can't really hear what the guy says 
Oh, he but you said, clack back at him really fast. He says, but, I'm waiting for the punchline. And then he, oh, we're man. having a fun back and forth. I'm like, shut up. Just let me do, let me do this. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need to fucking chime in. I don't want to hear it. Let me just fucking right. talk for you. Right. But it's also a thin line you got to walk as a minority where it's like, look, I'm not going to be Candace Owens. I'm not going to be like, <laughs> like they asked me to go on Glenn Beck. And I was like, no, I'm not going to be your fucking puppet. Ted Cruz tried to retweet it. And I was like, if you guys think I'm going to be that guy, no. I'm just going to be a reasonable person who's sure. like, yo, this whole thing. Here's what bothers me about the industry. Our whole lives as minorities, we were saying, hey, just make it fair. Like, don't give everything to white dudes. Mm-hmm. And now that nothing is going to white dudes and everything is going to us, we're not saying, hey, this isn't what we wanted. Just make it fair. We're saying, oh, I'm sorry, white dudes. Are you not getting everything? Did you hurt your feelings? <laughs> and it's like, oh, you just became a white dude. Like, you <laughs> became everything that you said you were going to be different than. Right. It's the fucking animal farm. Right. So to me, just no, make it fair. That's what I want. If you have a role, tell, uh, let us tell our stories. I also don't like that every Indian audition I ever got, I was either like gay or agoraphobic or like obsessed with white women and hated Indian girls. I was like, tell, let us tell our stories. Don't just put me in a fucking role to fill a quota. Right. Let us tell our stories. At the same time, don't lock anybody of any race out of the role. Sure. Like if you got, I'm amazed you get to play straight white dudes. Man, that shit blows my mind. <laughs> you must be so fucking talented that they don't make you gay on every role you do. They can't. I'm telling you, they can't. You won't let it happen, dude. I won't won't let it happen, dude. (laughs) Tie my tie tight. No, I think think it's, for me, the business is like, I think the best should win. Yes. I just don't, I think the best should win. But I do think the way you get there is that, like you keep saying, let us tell our stories. I think the way to get there is to have more opportunities for, uh, those stories to have a shot. That's my my biggest beef with the business is the business will be like, we want more people of color or we want more women or we want more gay or trans people on television. It's like, fine, but then let's hear them make the story and see if it's good enough to get on television. Yes. I agree that everyone should have a shot yes. to make their story, but give those opportunities then for the writers to be gay or trans or black yes. or whatever and then tell the stories and through that then we'll, you know what I mean? Because the problem Sometimes with the businesses, they're like, we want all these things, but they want their version of it. Yes, dude. That's a thing. There was a thing with brown people where it's like, you could, I knew there was a way to get ahead in the business by doing a woe is me thing. Mm. And it's like, yeah, I got made fun of after 9-11, but I'm not oppressed, dude. I get, my feelings got hurt. That's not oppression. And there's multiple brown people who have made entire pieces of content. And I don't hate on them. They played the game, but it was oh, white girls wouldn't date me or whatever the fucking sob story is. And it's like, yo, that, that kind of sucks, but like, who cares? You're not oppressed. Right. You well, was, I mean? your, was, your, was your special, uh, the reason you did the Apu stuff, was that an answer to? Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Well, I also thought I, I want to talk to my people mm. and I know there's, I know my people and as much as the industry wants us to like all love that and that whole idea of like we're victims and oppression and all that, I know most Indians that I know don't give a fuck about that stuff. We huh. just want funny stuff. And I didn't know an Indian who was really bothered by a poo my entire life. They might have thought the jokes were hacky, and some of them were hacky. Sure. And you could evolve with the character, but none of us had a big problem with it that I knew. So, and again, I grew up in Texas after 9-11. Like, I'm not some fucking <laughs> sheltered suburban kid. Right, right. So I wanted to talk to us with, like, let's cut all the fucking bullshit out, and let's just do the jokes and have fun and be funny. Right. And I think most of us feel that way. Yeah, I mean, and, that, and here's the thing is, the other side of it needs to, I don't remember the dude's name now, it's striking me, that did the thing about a poo, cancel a poo. Yeah, or, yeah, You yeah. know, I can't remember his name, but um, 
But I think that needs to exist as much as yours needs to exist. Fair. I think the, I think the, I think the beauty is uh I like that he does his thing, but then I'm even more proud that there's another side of it where you're like, "Great, this is the beauty of comedy." In the sense that like Chappelle people uh, the trans community got mad at his last special. They have every right to get mad. Ch Chappelle has every right to like try to make these jokes. I think both of these things can coexist. You're allowed to be like, "I don't like that." Yeah, and then move on. And Get someone mad, else is going, but don't silence. Well, yeah, but, but you're you're allowed to be like, I don't like it. It's like that's fine. People yeah. are allowed to hate a bunch of shit. Hey, I don't it. like Asics shoes, but I'm not about to go fucking lose my shit over. The, I just think. Yeah, but you're not telling Asics to stop making the shoes. No, I don't give they, a fuck about they, the shoes. You don't like it offended me. You made Asics shoes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if something is vitriol and and filled with the hate and targeted, it's pretty obvious, in yes. my opinion. It yes. seems like you can see it. Yes. It, it's usually not nuanced where you're yeah. like, I think there's hate buried in those messages. It's right. like, ah, they, they seem to be pretty direct. Hatred is usually dumb, so they don't have the space for nuance in their stupidity. Right. It's pretty right on the nose. Yeah. You know, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's, we, you, we kind of all collectively go, this is rough. You can tell. But that's why I think it's, it's good to have all these different sides. Your, but also, your special has so much other shit involved. In right. It. That's not the... That's not what it's about. Uh, no, it's not about a poo. I try to use a poo as kind of a through line for this idea of like, again, white male privilege to me is like, I understand. And I, this is something I had to evolve, like find nuance in. Like, okay, I see this. Black people have been systematically oppressed in America. Mm. That's fucked up. A lot of us are trying to make that struggle our struggle, and it's not. If you're an, an Indian American, you're so fucking lucky to be here. First of all, you're probably from a high caste family in India that probably does some oppressing. But <laughs> now you come here and you still got family that's fucking dirt poor back home and you're gonna go to them and be like that's the shit i gotta go through in america <laughs> they're gonna be like fuck you dude, yeah, dude. you're in a two-story home with just you and two other people like what are you fucking talking about so the majority of indians in america you think had to come from a family that had cheddar i hear that a lot and i believe that i know my my mom's family didn't have a lot of money my grandfather came here worked his ass off whatever but for the most part yeah you are either that or you're really fucking brilliant and you went to like IIT, which is even better engineering-wise than MIT here. Mm. And people back in the day in the 70s, the legit companies would go to kids in IIT and be like, look, we'll pay for you to come to America. We'll, we'll finish out your education here. We'll give you a job after. Like, we'll pay for everything. Wow. Because you're that smart. So that's privilege in and of itself. You're the fucking LeBron James of brains. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you're not some fucking rags to riches story and you went through all this oppression in India. You probably didn't. Right. You probably had a lot of resources there to come here. Well, did you have any smart people in your family like that? Nah, uh, my uncle worked his ass off to be a doctor, but he wasn't born smart. And my grandfather, who brought us all here, worked his ass off. Mm -hmm. My dad is smart, but didn't do much with it. And I was not that smart, but I worked hard. Yeah, do you, where'd you go to school? Uh, Austin College. It's like an hour north of Dallas. It's not even in Austin. I was just going to say, is it in it's Austin? It's 1,200 kids, and you went there if you were going to be a doctor, basically. And oh, then sure. I was supposed to be a doctor, and I wasn't. Like it's a pre-med school, kind of. It is in a pre-med school, but it is like half the freshman class enters as pre-med and then like 20 make it out out of the 175. Wow. If yeah. you're going to be a doctor, what would you, what, what kind? What were you some easy shit family practice. You some know what bullshit. I mean? Yeah, yeah, some bullshit. Yeah, some bullshit. Yeah, like I wasn't smart enough to be a radiologist. <laughs> I also don't want to be a radiologist. I want to interact right. with people. So I'd have been something like that. But other doctors have been like, this dumb motherfucker with family practice <laughs> yeah. over here. Get out of here. Yeah. What's that? Well, pediatrician's got to be the one. That's like the one that seems like the easiest. Oh, I would have done that. Yeah. No, I love kids. I would have done it's that Little kids. Sure. Yeah, it's just fuck the They're like, what's wrong? You're like, nothing. He's a kid. Screaming, yeah. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Get him the fuck out of here. He's fine. I mean, the amount of bullshit that we went through as kids, I can't, like every generation knows it's like, I can't believe we're still alive. But truly, when I look back, 
some of the bullshit that we got into was was crazy. I no, mean, like no crazy shit. No supervision. I'm, ever. I'm a, yeah, it's nuts. There's nuts. I used to, and I joked to my mom. She didn't like it, but I lived far away from the school when we were in the city. That I could, or it was close, too close to take a bus. Yeah, but too far. She didn't want me to walk all the way through the neighborhoods to get to this to school. So there was like a family friend had a had this older couple that had a station wagon, and they picked us up. And drove us. I used to get picked up by a bitch I didn't know in a minivan. It was the creepiest shit, dude. I, I hated, hated it. it. I hated it. I hated it, it dude. Van was dirty, fucking Cheez-Its everywhere. Dude, it Smelled. I couldn't explain to my dad that this bitch is trash, dude. And he's like, don't worry about yeah, it. Just yeah. take the fucking ride. He legit, he, $3 a day. That's what he paid. Yeah. You know how poor this bitch was? <laughs> that she's dropping me off out of the way for $3 a day? That was pre-Uber. We were getting in strangers' cars. <laughs> yeah, dog. It was kid Uber. And you know what the funny, people would sit in the back. If there was, if the, if the row seat, which didn't have any seat belts, yeah. if the row seat was filled with kids, people would have to get into the, into the station wagon back and it was crazy unsafe. Everybody wanted to be back there because it was fun. fun. But you hit a speed bump. Your head would hit the ceiling. You yeah, know, yeah. Compress your neck. <laughs> I got CTE from getting home from elementary school when I was a kid. <laughs> but it was. But all that shit, all that trouble we got into, I, I look back and think, I can't, I can't believe my mom let us get into these situations where we should have been dead or something nasty. We were taking the train, me and Chris O'Connor, uh, who comes from, do you know Chris O'Connor, mm -hmm. New York guy? Um, he, he, we're taking the train from Portland to Seattle this past week. And this, these little kids, it was like a little girl, seven, eight, mm -hmm. and her little brother. And she kept running through the trains and like talking to people and yeah. yelling out and being like, where's the bathroom? Yeah. Just asking people. I love that. And I turned to him and I was like, this little brave bitch. <laughs> this little brave bitch is on a train. Her parents are like our parents used to be. Where it's yeah. like, go find out. Good. But Good nowadays it's scary because I was like, she's talking to all these strangers she on this fucking train. She'll be fine. Because she'll probably learn how to fight. Yeah, <laughs> she'll dude. She'll learn how to fight. She's going to learn. Or yeah. she's going to get abducted and learn her fucking lesson. <laughs> As you should. You get abducted once. Yeah. You learn. Yeah, that's all you it takes. You learn fast how to smoke them. Yeah. You know, just get out of there. She was, you could tell though, she was a street kid. Yeah. She, her attitude was, I'm going to figure it out. But I feel like today you don't really see that. Kids no. that are runarounds because parents are fucking, I rightfully so, afraid. I, I can't, I get an Amber Alert every 15 seconds on my phone. They're like, kids stolen it's again. a couple of people fucking kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? You so arrogant to think your kid is fuckable. Yeah, mine would be. Really? Mine would be. Really? Yeah, my old lady's a babe, and I'm not bad. <laughs> In here, we pour whiskey, whiskey. Hey, we've all got fitness goals. Right now, like I said, old fatty patty red bones in here is not doing too good. I'm about 10 pounds overweight. And those COVID cows got me, Okay. I was dunking donuts in all over the country while I was touring. And I got to put away some of the sauce because you know the old glug glug uh, gives you liquor belly, which is not good. But I got to tell you, stuff like this helps. Uh, FitBod is pretty amazing. I got to tell you, we all want to like have these lofty goals and plans uh, and it's hard to get results. But that's why you need something like FitBod that really kind of gives you a little tiny, easy, simple program that you can follow. Uh, and it definitely works. That's the thing. Small, small progress builds ex exponentially into huge, lasting results. There's no skipping ahead. FitBod, one-of-a-kind algorithm, uses data to create a dynamic fitness plan just for you, based on your personal goals, equipment, fitness level, and workout history. They take all that into account, and then they uh, create this easy-to-use, personalized routine that's uh, on the app. Uh, and you can start making progress on your goals wherever you are in the world 
It's like having 24-7 access to a personal trainer. It's really cool. This algorithm uses all this data, and it's probably one of the first times I've seen it done in this format. Um, that's done very well. It tracks your muscle recovery and balancing your workout plan with a variety of different exercises. So you're not doing the same thing over and over. Don't do legs every day, dude. You're going to have thicky thicks like Papa. Uh, but it's personalized training can be tough on the budget, and FitBot is only $12.99 a month. Uh, or $79.99 a year. That's really cheap. Way cheaper than a traditional gym, way cheaper than personal trainers, and blah, blah, blah. But build your fitness habit and become a better version of yourself with FitBod. Get 25% off your subscription or try out the app for free when you sign up now at fitbod.me slash whiskey. Fitbod.me slash whiskey uh, for 25% off your subscription at fitbod.me slash whiskey. Hey, I've spoken about BetterHelp a lot on this show. Okay, and uh, I got to tell you something. I believe in therapy. I believe in talking to somebody. I believe in working out whatever you need to work out in any way that works for you. If BetterHelp works for you, uh, I highly recommend continuing it because I think mental health is massive and we all need a little bit of love. And this month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to take care of your most important relationship, the one you got with yourself. Uh, whether it's hitting the gym or making time for your haircut and, or trying to be healthy and happy, you are your greatest asset, so why not take care of the old noggin upstairs, the old mushy melon? I think uh, it's important. I'm a big proponent of this, and BetterHelp we've been pushing for a long time because it's better than traditional offline therapy. It's not as expensive, and I do think it's great to do something like this from the comfort of your own home. It tends to make people feel so much better about speaking to somebody. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video and phone, even live chat sessions. You don't have to if you don't want to be on video. That's what's great. It's more affordable. You should give it a try. See why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Whiskey Ginger. Listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash whiskey. That is better, B-E-T-T-E-R, help, H-E-L-P dot com slash whiskey. Ginger. I like gingers. Your wife has got to be pretty. Uh, she's gorgeous. Yeah. But I'm not that good looking. No, no, you're, no, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. I'm, you, you I would have a fuckable kid. All the good things and none of the bad things. I would have a fuckable kid. You'd have a very I fuckable. hope so. Yeah, you would. I hope so. <laughs> I hope everybody's trying to fuck my child, dude. Like, what's going on? I, Everybody's it's a high, trying to it's fuck a high compliment. Kid. Yeah. I praise. Well, that's the business. Uh, he or she will make it in the business without a doubt. That's literally what the business is. It's like adults who want to, adults who want to sexualize kids and they do. It's so funny and we don't want to talk about it, but like, Look at what they did to that, like, 11, the uh, 11 girl from um, Stranger Things. She was, like, 13, uh, yeah, and they yeah, yeah. sexualized the fuck out of her. Yeah, Drake they was did all that her, shit. Right? Drake was trying to fuck her, I think. Dude, that was weird. Nobody talks about it. Uh, me and DeStefano talked about it a little bit. He has a song where he says, like, April 14th, that's the day of the glow up, or whatever the date is. It was her birthday. Wow. You can listen to it. On, I was like, this is weird. He was hanging out with her. She was 14, 13 or 14 or whatever. But they sexualized her. I've talked about this before. They sexualized Britney Spears when we were kids, even though we were kids. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. She was a kid. She was 15. Yeah, dude. That was fucking awful. Oops, I did it again. Was She was a 16-year-old girl. Yeah. And your uncles were like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was nasty, dude. But this business yeah. does that all the time. Yeah. Where they won't, they, they, they wag fingers at how like nasty it is. But then you're like, why did you put that girl in like a short dress? She's Fucking 12. Hermione and Harry Potter. I didn't even think about this. She's like kind of annoying now. Yeah. And then Miles on our podcast was like, uh, yeah, but you got to think about like guys were sexualizing the fuck out of her. So her experience on that movie was very different than the two guys who were just out there, right. you know, fucking whatever age girls they wanted, right. living the best life. She's just getting treated like she's 12 years old and people are like 
talking about how cute she is or how hot she's gonna be or whatever. And it's yeah, like, that's bro, nasty. that's a kid, dude. It's nasty, dude. That's I don't kid. get it. That's what I'm saying. Your good looking kids are gonna be in the business, no doubt. Okay, that's Throw them in the business, that's dude. Good. Throw them in the business, dude. Uh, hey, I got no problem sexualizing my child. <laughs> Your wife, on the other hand, is like, we are not doing that. <laughs> Maybe like, that's why she don't want to have kids. Right. It's starting to add up. She knows, because you're in it. You're deep now, man. Uh, hey, man, let's get this kid some, you know what I mean? <laughs> let's get this kid some parts. Come on, babe. Let's get him some If your roles. kid ever wanted to be in comedy or entertainment, would you let your kids no. be in this? No, no. Uh, at a certain age. Not as a kid, though. You're Same. That's exactly right. Go through high school and may- maybe college. Maybe. Uh, and then, then from there. Yeah, because I feel like... You know, there's a lot of friends of mine that are actors that are, that did start as kids, and some of their lives are, are the stories are amazing and they're dope and they built themselves well and they were raised right and they were around good people, but then there's a lot of them where you see so much tragedy when you make it as a kid, like just heartbreak and you're like, oh man, I wish you were a normal kid at one point when you were young because you, then you would have some sort of leveling. It's already going to be hard for your kids to be normal. Why? Because you're on TV all the time. Yeah, but I won't be on TV by the time I have a kid. This is it for me, dude. I got one more year of TV. <laughs> <laughs> After this podcast, it's over, dude. Yeah, what? No, no I'm, I'm the one that's I'm getting my kid fucked, not kidding. you. No, I'm playing. You're on the right side of everything. No, you know what? You bitch. I think, I think, I think that my kid, uh, by the time I do have kids, and hopefully that we do, if we don't, fine. If we do, I, I don't think I'll be living in Los Angeles anymore. Dude, fuck this place. Yeah, we're already, well, we're trying to leave. I loved it. It serviced me a lot. I do love a lot of things about it, but... Oh, you're you're trying to leave. Yeah, we're trying to leave, yeah. So you really are trying to get out of the business, kind of. No, I mean, I just want to leave LA. Where you want to go? A lot of places. I love Colorado. I love Texas. Texas is great. Not Austin. I, would, I don't fuck Austin with Austin. Austin fucking sucks. Yeah, I don't go to Austin. Keep it, it fucking Keep sucks. it weird. <laughs> get the fuck, fuck out of here. Austin, you <laughs> suck. You're a piece of shit city. You're not Texan. Nothing is redeeming yeah. about you. I don't know why people like you so much. The only good thing you got is some fucking wheel scooters. That's it. And that's just so I can get away from your fucking ugly asses quicker. <laughs> I hate that place. Yeah, dude. I don't. I don't really play with Austin. I think it's fine. Over the years, I've been going there for fifteen years, or you know, twelve years now, from either South by or Moon Tower. I've been, you know, like Austin has always been a place for comics to go, and we've been doing this for so long. And now I've seen a change, and what it used to be, I actually kind of loved. And then now, it's kind of like a shitty LA. It's, it's like a shitty you know what it is. LA, it's San Fran. It's mm. a city that started off as kind of like this jewel of the state, and it was like liberal and cool, and then. A bunch of money moved in there, and they try to pretend they're still that thing. And it's like, no, you're not. You're you're tech now. That's so what you much are. money. Yeah, you're you're too much money. You're yeah. way too much money. Yeah. When you live when, and also you can't. That's the funny thing about San Francisco, and I love San Francisco. I really do. Like I love going up there. I don't. But it's funny to see it and go. This dude has an eighty-five million dollar house, and yeah. at the bottom of it is poop. Human yeah. poop is on his yeah, driveway. Yeah, yeah. It's and, the we- It's like. Could you imagine in any other part of the state that's affluent or in the country, I mean, that has money in these affluent neighborhoods, they would never let someone poop down below them. No, no. And it's they weird. They would kill them on sight. They, they think they care about the homeless people, but, and their whole solution is like, just let them be as homeless as they want to be. It's never like, hey, try to put them somewhere where they Get can't be homeless. Donate real money to them instead of paying such a ridiculous amount for rent. Yeah. But they're just like, no, we don't call them bums. Well, right, right, look, yeah. We're listen, not gonna we're not gonna degrade them. That we're gonna call them street people. Yeah, people that of the nomad world. or whatever the fuck you call them right. just took a dump on the street. <laughs> so what do you want to do? That's what Portland was like. We were just in Portland, and 
dystopian, that place. I mean, it really was sad. It made me feel bad. I mean, I had a fun time doing shows. And then when we were out, I was like, man, it's a trip to see how much shit is fucked up. Like, they fucked up that city and they left it like that. Yeah. Half of the spots were broken, windows boarded up, and then closed down. And then also, we would speak to the locals and they were like, yeah, stuff closes at like 1030 now because of all the bullshit. I was like, that is so depressing to me. Yeah, what are they doing? What do they think they're doing? I don't know, man. They div- That's why I said I called that that tour refund the police. All the ticket sales are going to <laughs> All the ticket sales are giving money back uh, to the blue, good. baby. That's good. That's no, good. No, you know what? And it, they obviously laughed, but a piece of me was like, "Yeah, you say that, but you know, we got into a car accident on the way to the venue. We got hit. Our Uber got hit. You ever no. been in an Uber accident? No. It's my second one. Thank God, no. Dude, I got cl- Well, we weren't going fast. Yeah. But we got smoked. Yeah. And this dude had a, we were in a Nissan Armada. You know what? It's like a fucking tank. It's a tank, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an SUV. Dude, we got out. This woman's truck was impaled. Really? <laughs> Our shit, no, scratch. Yeah. Just like a little, like a little, a little, a little tiny scratch from her paint, trading paint. Yeah. But I felt bad for the dude. And he was like, he's like, y'all go get another Uber. You're good. You're good. I was like, I'm sorry, man. We, we get, we're literally, our show starts now. Yeah. And he was like, it's good, man. Just let me get your phone numbers and all that. We trade numbers and we do all that. And then he's like, uh, the woman is acting up and she's like, she's like, I'll call the cops. Like it was his, it was like, so then my Chris, who was, Chris goes, all right, like you're, it was your fault. Yeah, like, yeah. you know this, right? You hit us. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, we'll let the police figure it out. White lady, right? Yeah. <laughs> White lady, right? Yeah, it's all yeah, right. I'm telling you, they're the We'll worst, let dude. the police figure it out. They're the, they're the problem, dude. <laughs> they let you guys take the rap. And this is another issue I have with them is they let yeah. you Men take the rap. Well, I walked away. I was like, yeah, go, uh, goodbye. They have framed you for society's problems as white men. <laughs> put, the, put the jail to the, yeah. me with the bars. You're the modern day black men. <laughs> <laughs> Andre Santino. Andre 3000 Santino. We got, smoke, we got smoked on the way, and the guy was like, gonna, you know, the cops, they kept talking about calling the cops for the accident report. Yeah. And the first thing I kept thinking was, there's no cops out here. There's yeah. no cops in Portland. Yeah. There's no cops are going to come see this. Yeah, dog, you left the late show and they were still waiting, I bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were still just, sitting there. You still smoking a cigarette. You want to ride <laughs> home, dude? Yeah, man. We'd love to snag one. But, but, but Portland and Seattle were great. It was just, it was weird to see post-pandemic what all that shit looks like. I haven't been to either of those places in five, six years. Mm-hmm. So it's just wild to go back around the country and to go back to what we were talking about. The more I go back to places, even at post-pandemic, like Colorado, we love Colorado. I, there's a bunch of different parts of Texas that I like. I wish I could move back to Chicago, but I can't because it's Crook County, man. Crook County. Uh, it's called yeah. Cook County, but it's Crook yeah. County, man. They rip you off. It's, all, it's fucked up down there. The taxes are as bad as what I pay out here, mm. my parents. What, mm. My parents pay to live at their house is what I pay. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy expensive. Mm. And on top of that, Crook County is, they're robbing you blind, man. It's, it, it's a bummer. And the, and the, and, the crime rate down there has gotten out of control. It's really sad. Yeah. Dude, my, my childhood best friend's wife mm-hmm. on the way to the Chicago theater, mm-hmm. no lie, got pushed to the ground by a fucking homeless dude. Wow. Yeah, dude, I was like, of course, my old man's like, I hate going down to the city anymore. It's crazy. I'm like, Chicago theater's in a nice neighborhood. Nothing's going to happen. It's magma, right? Sure enough. Wow. Boom. She got smoked, pushed oh. to the ground. She was fine, but I think he was trying to grab her purse or some shit, but he just checked her and threw her onto the ground. Mm. So anyway. I'm sorry. I felt bad. He, I mean, he was like, my wife got pushed to the ground. I was like, my God, we have to start the show. <laughs> I was like, I'm, really sorry. I was like I'm sorry. sad that she's running late. I was like, yeah, and she's not going to be able to get now. those will calls. We're going to release those tickets. 
Yo, so, shots for doing Chicago theater. That's great. First time, man. It was wild. It was that's, the biggest thing I've ever done on my own. 3,400 seats or whatever. crazy. It was nuts, man. And I texted, uh, I texted Rogan right before I went on. And uh, I said, I'm going to close the show with the N-word for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I texted him and I said, you know, last time I was here, I played this with you. And I wanted to send him some love. He's the best. And just say, I just wanted to say, actually, I wanted to say, I just wanted to be like, hey, man, you know, it won't mean anything to him. But I was like, this was huge. When I played this with you, a few, one of the stagehands was like, you'll be here someday. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, man, we'll see. You know, yeah. like that kind of like, okay, bro. Yeah. Like, I, I you want to be like, you don't know what you're talking about. I know my career. I'm figuring it out. Hey. But it was wild. And I just wanted to thank Joe a little bit for the experience and to bring me into there. And it, boosted me to another level to help me get to there. So I was appreciative of it. Did he it respond? Was, no. Yeah. He left me on red. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he did. He responded. But it was, I just wanted to show some love because it meant a lot. When I was there with him, it was wild. It yeah. felt, it was crazy to, to, to like be in there and do that. Like, you know, I mean, you're, 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 you gotta be growing now. Your venues are getting bigger and bigger. Well, we're trying. So again, this is my first LA run. I know Irvine Improv is almost sold out. I think Ontario's doing well. LA sold out. <sighs> so that's go. cool. But I wanna, yeah, I wanna do the fucking. We're adding, adding nights. We're adding shows to the like right. the weekend. That's right. where my next goal is. And then I want to do so much of that that I have to do theaters. I want to do. I don't want to do theaters till I have to. Sure, because the deals are never that great, from what I understand. Right. Uh, but I want to get to that point within the next year, hopefully. Do you have a place like Chicago Theater was a big deal for me? That's why I got I got emotional about it when I did it because I was like. This was the thing when I was a kid. Kind of the majestic because actually the week, like the week after Chappelle show aired, I was a big Chappelle fan. Killing Them Softly came out when I was in high school. Yeah. And I was like, yo, this fucking, this is the greatest thing ever. I had it on a CD in my car when I was in high school. Oh yeah. And I knew like every word. It was crazy. So then I went to go see him at the majestic right when the show came out. And I didn't know how much the show was going to blow up. It was so cool. But that would be something cool. The majestic yeah. theater in Dallas because I saw Chappelle there. Before I even dreamed of being a stand-up. Or actually, like, right when I started dreaming. How many seats is that? Do you know? I don't even it's know. It's big, right? It's I real I don't big. even know, but I just want to do it. to do Because that. But it, I don't think I would get emotional over any of the venues. Chicago Theater would be cool. Because I just, you know, whenever I go to the Chicago, we walk the Mag Mile and you just see it. Yeah. I didn't even, I don't even think I realized you could perform there as a comic. And mm -hmm. the, the idea of staying at the fucking hotel right there and then across the street is the theater I'm performing at in Chicago. An iconic city in America. That'd be cool as fuck. Yeah, it's, it, it felt wild. I mean, it's home for me, so it was different. It was, yeah. you know, like, I know for New York guys, like, when they play, you know, Radio City or whatever, when they get to that level, that yeah. I know that's a that's got to feel like yeah. what this felt like for us, even though, you know, I don't think a lot, I mean, that's a tough thing to sell. I think, uh, who would I just see? Uh, Hassan. Hassan has just did a whole run yeah. of, of Radio City, right? right? He did, like, six or seven. Or, yeah, I mean, yeah, God yeah. knows. Yeah. Yeah. Probably saw 30 of them this motherfucker. Yeah, 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 it's crazy. Because, I mean, he was out here. When he was out here, I remember him and their group, you know, him and Fahim, who I was just on the phone with right before you came in, and Asif and, and Aristotle, Saddle, who's on SNL now. Yeah. It's wild to watch all those guys kind of grow in their own way. Yeah. It was nuts. That was, that was, that was a growth ratio that I kind of saw people, they were going to grow, but they all kind of went big in their own way yeah which is huge because that's yeah. hard to do and any kind of comedy troupe group yeah you rarely see it where all of them are getting their own yeah. rise and yeah. completely separate to one another yeah you know what i mean yeah that's a impressive thing yeah fahim is a guy that i still love watching he's phenomenal man he's, the he's, best. he's he's easily in my opinion the best written comic in la right now the only guy i think that rivals him Writing-wise, and obviously these styles are remarkably unique, but Jesselnik right now 
some of his stuff that he's been writing is fucking so good. Yeah. And obviously, these styles are nothing alike. Right, right, right. But his shit is just... Justin had some shit last night where I was like, God damn it. Really? And Fahim is, Fahim is a churning machine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's making people... Like, do you have people around you that you're like... That you're inspired by constantly out there that you're like, oh, this dude, he's writing so much. Yo, I, so I used to get nervous around certain... Like, following Schultz, I'd always get nervous. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get to headline, honestly, until like right before the pandemic is when I finally started doing like a night when I would headline. And then I started getting weekends during the pandemic and after the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I used to get much more nervous and I would like, I didn't have a ton of like self-belief. And I also, part of that was I only got to do these 15 minute sets. And then when I started doing these hours more and more, I felt like now I'm I'll like, one guy who I think is so funny, Nathan McIntosh. Mm. He's a fellow, fellow redheaded guy in New York. He can churn material. He's so in touch with his funny. And how he's funny. Like, I remember we sat at a diner one time, and then he just went for 10 minutes on how much he loved diners. Buddy, I love a fucking diner. What do you want? You get anything. Goes for 10 minutes, and I was like, dude, you could put all of us on stage right now. And then he never did. Because he just, that's just, he just, you know, this is what but I is do. It, but is he writing and a lot? he's Nathan churning McIntosh? shit over all the time. Yeah. No, that's you. He's just churning over, is. churning over, churning over. So funny. And he's a guy that I used to get intimidated by a lot. And now I'm like, dude, I would love for you to open for me so you can get seen by more people. But it's like. It's cool to be in a position where it's like, nah, I don't, I don't get as nervous, but he's a guy that I watch and I'm like, I want to be as in touch with my funny as him. That's, I mean, that's, it, it's, it's humbling to hear you admit it too. Cause I'm sure he would think that you're, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's I'm like, sure. oh, you're killing I was trying him. to shout him out on Rogan and then it got cut off hard by something. But like, he's a guy that, Canadian dude, but he, I'm like, this guy should be fucking huge. He's so yeah. funny. Yeah. Dude, it's, it's nice to find, I, I keep kind of trying to find as many people as I can you know, around that are like on their, on their growth because it's, I think it's harder now, who knows, but I feel like it might be harder now to be a no name and to start cracking through because the, the way it used to happen has changed so much where, Mm -hmm. you know, Comedy Central was a place that did give a lot of people shots. People, Mm -hmm. a lot of people shit on it, but Comedy Central gave a lot of people shots at a lot of young ages. I shit on them because they didn't give me a shot. So well, there you go. Them. Yeah, that's my whole. That's my whole. <laughs> well, they're dead in the water now. But yeah. I mean, back then they really did give a lot of people some shots. And I think for for our generation or the young young our generation specifically, that's how I found out about a lot of people, a lot of comics before I even. That's how started. I found out about Patrice. Yeah, I watched his half hour and I was like, dude, this guy's funny. What the? What is happening? Swartzen. That's where I saw Swartzen's half hour, which yeah. is to me one of the best half hours ever put out. But it's like that's but that doesn't exist anymore. It's only self made internet shit yeah. for that generation now. And it's just harder to crack, I think. It yeah. feels like it's... It's flooded. Yes, it is flooded. Hard to break through. Yes. So what's the next thing? What do you got in your mind? TikTok is big. I know there's... You're a, into it, huh? I'm not into it. I wish I was. Nimesh Patel is a funny comic Indian guy. I but see he, him on there all the time. He cracked off, dude. He, he got there early. First to market. Nimesh Michael Patel. Blaustein. You know Mike. Well, I know Mike him. I know him well. me to you. We did, you. we did... Him and I did punk together. Punk together, yeah. And... Ago. First time I met you was he, you guys were just hanging out after Punk Day. Yeah. You came to the Village Lantern where we performed. Yeah, he's 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 big on TikTok now too. He's he's like putting 1. out a lot of content. 1. 4 Him million. and um, Trevor. Yeah, Trevor. Yeah, Trevor. Yeah, do yeah. they because they do their show together? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of wild to watch. That's like the next uh, to me. That might be the next turn of It's the only thing so many people watch. Yeah, and but, get, but but is it is that going to get inundated or is that going to get cut down? Like it will get inundated, but right now that's where everyone's going. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of. That's the social media. Somebody said it well. He said, uh, TikTok is the apex predator of social media apps. Oof. Like, my wife will get in a wormhole for an hour, and I'll just hear her laughing nonstop. 
swipe. Go outside laughing. You have to see this. I don't. I'm too old. I don't get it. I don't care about it. Right. But like people are fucking obsessed with TikTok and they just swipe and swipe and swipe. And then I think that'll be even more comics can break through kind of because you're swiping so fast. If I like one guy, I'll like and then I'll see more and more. I, I mean, seconds. I, I hope I hope it does carry some people through that need need the push because I don't like I said, I don't know if there's a lot of places to get pushed now. I mean, even our generation. It's hard to get a Netflix special. It's hard to get any kind of boost from any kind of online yeah. thing now. So if you can make it your own, hopefully it doesn't get too spoiled. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Namesh, I've heard him a bunch on there, or I've seen him a bunch on there. I should say he's got like six hundred thousand. Lau's got like one point three million. Wow. Yeah. What do you got on there? I got like eighty five thousand. Let's go. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm I'm fucking trying, and I don't get on it as much as I don't get it. Like. I understood YouTube. I understood, like, you title a video like this, and people are more likely to watch it. Bring back a poo is a, a sentiment I have, but I also know that's a special that you'll be like, if I'm scrolling through YouTube, I'll be like, oh, what's this kid? What's this about? Bring back mm -hmm. a poo. Stand up. What is that? An Indian kid. What's that about? And you're more likely to watch it. You know, like, titling the videos and the thumbnails and all these things I learned. TikTok, I'm just like, I don't. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't understand it. Well, I think it's harder to wrap. It's harder to wrap your head around a little bit. Yeah. Because, <clears throat> I mean, it's not us. Yeah. I think I'm learning that stuff more and more where you're like, well, it's not me. I like it. Yeah. I think it's funny as fuck. I sit on the shitter and I thumb through it. But I don't know how to na navigate it the way that I think it needs to be navigated. Also, the stuff that catches on there is sometimes you're like, how the fuck is it? Like, there's a video now that I just saw that's like, uh, uh, you know that song? Uh, oh, you know me, nothing on yeah, yeah, me. I think I there's, like a little, there's like a little Mexican dude that like he flips the phone from down below to like him singing it in the mirror and people have duetted it a bunch, but there's nothing to it. I don't, yeah, I don't. Other than that. he's a goofy looking dude. Yeah. Being and that's goofy. it. Yeah. yeah, that's, it's kind of wild. You're like, fuck that caught. Yeah. Like that, I don't know why, but I also liked it. That's what's funny that you're like, I like this. I don't even know why this dirty mirror, weird <laughs> sink looking fucking yeah. dude made me get into it, but it's harder for me to target why that's funny. I Which think. is what I feel like when we were kids. Yeah. And your dad is like, why do you like that? And you're like, you don't get it. I understand why a bit is funny, though. Even like, yeah. I, well, Beavis and Butthead, I, I rewatched and I was like, what the fuck was I laughing at? Yeah, your dad, your dad, your parents were like, this is fucking dog shit. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> you don't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I no, mean, it was right. inventive at the time. I think what Mike Judge did was like, he stereotyped dumb pothead teenagers. Yeah. And it was a beautiful uh, view of that for an adult, but for a kid, we the voices were amazing. They yeah, were that's so imitatable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's all. It was just imitatable. Yeah, it was the same thing with South Park too. It's like South Park has deep messages, but it's fat ass. It's such yeah. a catchy yeah. characters. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I, that's also why, by the way, Simpsons. Go back to your shit. That's why Simpsons was so beloved. It was so the characters were so catchy. Yeah, it was so so like it was easy to imitate and want to be in that be in that world of Springfield. Dude, you know you what I mean? Remember when? Kid, your parents thought Bart Simpson was offensive. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Eat my shorts. Eat my shorts. They were like, "That's offensive. disgusting." Yeah, disgust. Kiss my butt. Yeah. Kiss my butt. That that he's better watch his mouth. Ikarumba, how dare you? How dare? How dare? Well, that's you? A, that was a, that was cultural appropriation. You're yeah. right. You're we should right. Have clipped him for that yeah, big you're right. time. <laughs> Nancy Cartwright selling those shirts. <laughs> you know her, right? The voice of Bart, Nancy Cartwright. You know about I know, her? I know the name. That's it. She's like, she's like. uh a known, uh, oh, I think, I think, I think online, and she's donated tons of money. 
Ah. I always get scared when they get that famous and rich and they become Scientologists. That it's the fucking weirdest thing in the world. And they low key, everybody's afraid of them in LA. Oh, dude, dude I'm Europe, so scared of them. Fuck. I'm so scared of them. Hey, because hey, we because hey, they live near us. Hey. You're fucking weirdos. <laughs> you're fucking weirdos, and I don't respect you. Dun, dun, and I'm a religious guy, but your shit is weird. Just two bullets, you're out. Yo, no, we're not afraid of him. We just, it's weird to. T- you're like, I don't want to get near it because it's no, very no, strange. No, the world fucking, is weird. You're a cult. It is, yeah, hundred percent. I but remember, we're, but we're a cult. Hollywood is a cult, my dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're yes, in a cult. Yeah. This I'm is, not in it though. That's the thing. I want to be. You are, though. By proxy, you are. Absolutely. Being in any form of the business, you're in it. You're feeding this entertainment machine by being on TikTok or being on Instagram or being on YouTube and having, having material on a thing. You're a part of a machine. Yeah, but it's a different machine, I think. I it's, guess. It, it is its own machine. But it's all, it's all fucking And it's Google. not healthy either. I mean, robots Google. are going to kill us and this is going to help. But the, the Hollywood machine is separate, I think, from this machine. And this machine is the new machine. It's killing this one. Yeah, it, it that, is. It's, it's, and I'm not saying this is better, but I am a part of this one for sure. But you do know that the, they're, they're secretly in cahoots. I'm sure Hollywood has got its fingers 100%. in whatever, and it's going to figure out how to get real estate here. Right. But the old, the old Titans, dude, Viacom used to be everything. Yes. MTV, uh, Comedy Central, Cartoon Network, whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. It was like crazy how many were Viacom. Like UPN, I think, was Viacom. Like, everything mm-hmm. was Viacom. Yeah, that's right. Dude. Dude, everything. Yeah, they did own everything. And yeah. now it's a dying thing. It is well, dead. They're, 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 they're cultivating libraries, so I wonder what that is going to be for their future. It's kind of like owning masters for music. Like, they will have money in perpetuity because of all this old... I'm sure. All the shit like, that they've got. Yeah, but, like, if I piss off Viacom, I'm not worried. I'm not right. Well, not they're not. You're not. You're not getting the old monoliths are gone, and they're going to find their way in this new thing. But they're not going to be what they were. Right. It's kind of like though. Like yeah, the old system finds a new way. It's kind of how SNL has rebranded itself every every couple of years, intelligently. So it's like Pete Davidson was the most brilliant move Lauren Michaels has ever made in his entire life. Yeah. Like ever, ever. I'm serious for that show. Yeah. Because the show was kind of in this mid level point of like kind of losing its social you know, notoriety or it's even a social grasp. Yeah. That kid is a revitalization of the youth of that show. Yeah. hundred percent. No, that's you know, a great No matter point. how many pump, pump, funny people you put on that show, that kid is a cultural icon from the show. Yeah. And they haven't had that in a long time. I don't know if anybody's gotten more out of Nathan L. Credit since Eddie. Like, yeah, you mean po- like post-show? He's, yeah. He's just a rock star. Well, but he's also, I mean, he was in a different time. I mean, I would say like Will Ferrell had... One of the biggest careers yeah. of all time off 100%. that. 100%. But Will, like, yeah. Mike Will. Myers and, and, and Dana were great. They, but they had, they, had, they had built stuff off of it. Sandler. Yeah. No, it, cre- it created stars. I'm monsters. not saying it's the best career since then. But I'm saying a sense of like, yo, this kid is just a fucking star from this show. Yeah. In a way that, like, Will Ferrell is a comedic genius. Mm-hmm. And Mike Myers is a comedic genius. Like, these guys are brilliant comedic minds. And I'm not saying Pete's not. But he's just a star more than anything else. Yeah, he is he, a yeah. star. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's like a cultural item. He's like yeah. a cultural icon. In a way that I don't know if anybody's been since. Like, Eddie influenced the culture. Will Ferrell influenced comedy. Mike Myers influenced comedy. Pete influences culture. It's, it's fucking wild. crazy, It dude. is fucking insane His to think about. His dick has influenced the entire world. <laughs> dude. It is crazy. Good for him. I, there's, a lo- there's a weird amount of hate for him, kid. but I've no, always loved him. I, always, always I met him at JFL kid. years and years ago. Yeah. And he was a good dude. And it's so funny that 
I, it's just so him and I were up against each other for that job. Really? Yeah, dude. I tested that year against him. Oh yeah. But I was also thirty. Thirty. I, was I heard 30. Lauren said to him, "I have no idea what I'm going to do with you, mm. but you're a star." And I oh, hundred percent. He knew. He was a kid. And Lauren told me he was like, "I have no idea." He's like, "You'll be fine." Yeah, you'll be fine without the show. <laughs> you're, he's like, you, "He's like, you're fine before the show. You'll be fine without the show." And he's like, "You're not the puzzle piece I'm looking for," which I think was like the nicest way of being like. He flew me back out to kind of tell me to my face was like, oh, "You're really? great," but Shane said he's the man too. Lauren. Yeah, he treated him. I mean, dude, look, yeah. Lauren is Lauren knows what the fuck he's doing. Whenever somebody says he doesn't, you're like, you don't know shit, dude. That guy is a magician. Yeah. And he turned Pete Davidson into an icon from a show. Even uh, what, not how, giving how, how Pete's people, dick enough credit. Yeah, his dick did a lot of work. His dick did a lot of heavy lifting. <laughs> his dick is that thing. Also, imagine I get on that show. This put that the, in the Smithsonian, man. <laughs> fuck. What are we talking about? The dick that changed the world. Frame it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? The kid. Uh, the kid picked up the old, the old Kanye slack is strange Dude, to me. That, I've, I don't think I've ever seen a roster like that in modern history. Period. It's fucking crazy. He's one Beyonce short of every everybody's dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. If he fucks Beyonce, it's over. Jay-Z, she, like, that's it. Let's, if they let go of each other yes. and she's free for an hour. It's Pete's. It's, it's over. It's Pete's to take. <laughs> it's Pete's for the taking. I'd be upset if she got with anybody else. Right, I'd be bummed. Pete, I'd be like, you got to complete the set. Yeah. Of all, of all the, everybody's dream girl. It's a call. It's almost a callback at that point. Like, yeah, yeah. we need you. You're free now. We need you to come back into the thing. 100%, dude. Who's your, who's your hall pass? You got one of these with your wife? You I got don't like have one a of these dream girls? Pass. Uh, there's a Bollywood star that I'm just, we're just openly like, she's so hot. Uh, Deepika Padukone, who's, I've never seen her, but she's this beautiful girl. Say it slower. Deepika is the first name. Deepika? Yeah. Padukone. Padukone. Yeah. Really well. Very good. He did have an Indian. So friend. put her here. Uh, I, I want Joe who edits the show. I want to see it so the audience can see her. But this is the girl who, if you're, if she came up to you and was like, "I got, I have to fuck you," I honestly, I would don't. Your think, wife let you, dude. She's very. My wife don't play that shit. But with her, she might be like, "This is one, <sighs> maybe." <laughs> if there's one, that's the one. Yeah, she's. You get this would be the. I don't have the one. We've never talked about like the superstar girl that was like the. Because, because you're I, also in the business. So, like, it's attainable. Not that it's like, but it's you, not, you can, proximity wise, it is. Uh, I mean, that, that's hypothetical, but it's really not. Like, there are two it, degrees of separation from Beyonce. No, but I mean, I'm not that. I'm not. Look, I may be in the business, but you have to be like a, a part of the business to even want to be in those weird worlds. It's strange, man. It's different. They're different. They're very different. These people that, like, like they get in, like, that they all date each other kind of shit and all yeah. that. Ah, that's, even if I was single, I don't know if that's. I just don't want to fuck Are you married that. or are you getting married? I'm married. Oh, you're married. Oh, been. okay. I didn't Done see been. the ring. My bad. I threw it away. Oh. I, you know, I never wore one. And it's funny. It's like, girls are always the first people to say some shit about it. Yeah. Because they cock me down. It's like, yeah. call or ask her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do you, you have a thing? You, it's like, also, I think, uh, you'll know. Women are as evil as men are. There's no woman is going to see a ring and that's going to stop her yeah, if she's yeah, an aggressor. Yeah. That's just yeah. not true. I didn't. At first, it was just, it felt so weird to me and now it feels weird to not have it on. No, I get that. A lot of people, I just, you know, I don't like jewelry. I yeah. really don't like I, mean, I didn't want it. But then I when like I started it. wearing it now, I'm like, ah, I love the ring. I don't even wear watches anymore, which is kind of sad because I used to love watches and I just don't. I'm just getting into it. Yeah. My cousin is obsessed. Like, he loves the movement. So he was like, Omega is the best movement. Rolex is probably, it's a great watch, but I think it's a little bit better marketing than it is actual movement. He like, is obsessed. So Omega is a great watch. I used to. I've, I got a couple of uh, like Longines and a Breitling, and I've got a few watches. Yeah. But I just <clears throat> I stopped wearing them because I never liked jewelry. Something about it. 
It's too gay like, for you. Ye, correct. Yeah, you're not That's gay. That's I take you're back out that conservative dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so listen, let me say this. You're, you're, you, they've, people that are going to listen now are going to miss your dates that you have been here. But you have, you have stuff coming up? Yeah, I'm going to be uh, in San Antonio, uh, March 18th through the 20th at LOL Comedy Club. Uh, have you been I there have, before? No. Okay. No, I'm a Texan, so I'm excited to go this back. This is your first time back, huh? Back, back. to San Antonio. I've, right. I've been to Dallas a few times. I'm going to be back there again in June, I think, in Fort Worth. Uh, but, San Antonio, go see my boy. Uh, to- Toronto, I'm excited about. I'm doing my first theater, the Royal Theater, 22nd and 23rd. No we shit. got four shows. If they let you in, Canada. Yo, Canada. These motherfuckers don't arrest you yo, in the street. Yo, I'm honestly, I'm doing Vancouver on Canada Day, and I'm going to run for office. because What's need, Canada Day? They need me. July 1st. It's a long time, but they, they need me. Canada, you guys need me, and you know it. Um, Tampa Improv, April 8th and 9th, and then uh, we're adding a bunch more shows. It's funny, when you do Rogan, all of a sudden, people want you on their, at their club. Yeah, but uh, April 12th through 14th, Tacoma, Washington, Tacoma Comedy Club. And then Austin, June 8th at the Vulcan. I was supposed to be in April, but they're retards who booked me. I've never done the... Else. I've never... Well, I've, actually, no. I did stand-up at the Vulcan once. Not like a weekend, but I did like a pop-in set. How was it? I had a great time. I mean... <clears throat> it's an interesting... The stage is mad high. It's crazy high. It's, it's crazy high, but I mean, I, I, had a, I had a really good time. I always love going to Austin and having fun. I, it is great down there. We shit on it, but it, like... Every time I go there, I have a great time. All the comics that are living down there, it's good to see people that I haven't seen in a long time. Like, I do have fun. I'm, I don't want to live there, but I have a good time. I did kill Tony at the Vulcan. And dude, seeing Tony and I like came up together like our first year we knew each other. Mm. But seeing him in his element, I was like, oh, fuck. This, yeah, he loves I, it out this there. This guy is, oh, that show, he's so He's a little cowboy. Good, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a little cowboy, yeah. dude. He loves it out there. Yeah. I, it's not for me, man. I, I, if I was going to move to Texas, I'd probably move to Dallas. Dallas. Dallas, dude. Dallas, Fort Worth is fire. A, I, I told day. Joe he belongs in Fort Worth. You might also. I'm not as sure, but I, Joe da- for sure. Dallas for sure to me is my spot because it's a great place to raise that a That deep Elm down there, we had yeah, so much fun down there partying. There. Who, what's my that? My brother lives there. Does he? Yeah. Love it. You like hip hop? Yeah, of course. We went down there to a, um, all right, all Indian dudes like hip hop. Yeah, it's the thing. All Indian dudes have like a little bit of, I'm, I, 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 you know, I, I talked about, I've talked about this before, but when you're Indian, you, there's like a white identity in America uh-huh. and there's a black identity in America and there is no Indian identity. There's no like, hey, here's how you act Indian. So growing up in a white suburb, kids would tell me pretty clearly I'm not them. So I'd be like, I guess I'm one of these black people. And then I would, so people would be like, why do you talk so black? And I'd be like, well, tell me how to talk Indian and I, I got you. I will do that. All right. And you think what people say you talk black? Yeah. Like, why do you act so black? Well, you're in the hip hop. You think you and, talk black? Uh, definitely, definitely. I might have been more white with you just because you're, you know. You're, yeah, because I'm you. white. Yeah. Thank God. You're, God bless. You're like really white. Like, you're like white. Like, well, my color is white. My culture is not. Yeah. I'm you, cool as a motherfucker, bro. But you're a cool white. I'm a, I'm a neato, neato you know white. I mean? Like you're on a show about a white rapper. Like that's, <laughs> that, you, you know what I mean? And I've said it before. I like my rappers black. I like my rappers. Like, I, I like am my white coffee. rapper racist. Lil Dicky won me over because of the show. He's great, man. He's super talented. Yeah, clearly. But I, I, I joke with him all the time. I'm always like, you know me in rap. I like it black. Yeah. I've always liked it. I sound like Trump. I've always liked it black. <laughs> if it's not black, it's not rap. <laughs> if it's not black, take it back. If it's not black, take it back. <laughs> uh, go, dude. What's your website, by the way, so they can go see you? Um, AkashSingh.com. It's A-K-A-A-S-H. Yeah, AkashSingh.com. Real quick, I was told you would be upset. God damn it. I, I, I dude, didn't... I saw a piece of it, and I thought that's what it was. <laughs> I was a tiger belly this... shirt. Burn that bullshit. <laughs> Throw that in the fire 
I've been waiting. I took this off slowly. I didn't see it. I've been you know waiting. I'm trying like, to angle my body. It's funny because I thought that's what it was, but I, I saw you eye it for I a second. I was like, is that is that is that a Bobby shirt? <laughs> but I couldn't see Tiger Belly at the bottom. It just came from there, you know. Yeah, Tiger Belly's a shit show, and I hope you didn't watch it. I hope you watch only this show because his is trash and ours is way better. We know that. That's my little Bobo. I love him so much. He's my little dumpling. He's the best. I love him to death. The best. Um, we end the episode every uh, every time the same way. You look in your camera right there, and yeah. you do one word or one phrase that's going to close out the episode. Make it count whenever you're ready. Bitch. In here, we pour whiskey. Whiskey.